All right, it is Wednesday, September 22nd. It's the first day of fall. There's an equinox, a vernal equinox, an invernal equinox. There's some stuff going on. You're going to learn some things t today on TJRS. And I would check it out on Wikipedia or otherwise here just for confirmation. And with that, here's Rigo. Uh, I'm going to state unequivocally that I don't think there's an invernal equinox. I think there is a vernal equinox and an autumnal equinox, which is the fall equinox. I always equinox. thought there was the vernal equinox, which is And spring, an invernal. And an invernal equinox, no. which is the autumnal, which you <coughs> called autumnal. Get it up, get it up. You get it up. What's He's charging, folks. <laughs> He's charging. Well, whatever it is, today is uh, March 25th. <laughs> Oh, jeez, Louise. First day of fall. I know, September. Crappy day I'm outside. I'm back at that invernal. It's not a very pleasant day here in the nation's capital. Just so muggy. I mean, good God. It's the rain and all this stuff. A little depressing. Uh, I don't know exactly where to start. I do know I put in a... I put in three hours of hard work yesterday. I've got this, uh, what do you call it, uh, mulch that's bagged and sitting in the back of my truck. Uh, I've already done it once, um, and it's uh, something I put out. And I, I realize uh, something's going on. I think ever since I got that PMR, remember we talked about that? Yeah. Polymyology, I ain't been right physically. I can't do anything anymore. I mean, I can't hardly even get up in the bed of my pickup truck. It's, you know, it's, I've got these orthopedic issues, I guess, my <laughs> knees. Like I'm falling apart, but there's part of you that keeps that that tells well you got to do it. Which I guess maybe that's you know why I didn't quit football when I was a freshman in high school because there's that part of you that goes no you can do this, but you don't want to do it. But yeah, I mean yesterday was a rough day, and you know the weird thing is it wasn't it wasn't particularly warm. But, I mean, I was out there sweating like I was going to the electric it chair. Nice Water, you know, sweat dripping off your face and stuff, which is, to me is one of the most annoying things you can have. But, yeah, I got this stuff down, and uh, like I said, I had to take a break in the middle of it, go in, you know, take your boots off, go back inside, sit at the table, pour yourself a glass of ice water, sit there for about 15, 20 minutes, and try to decide, am I going to go back out there again, or am I just going <laughs> to stay where I am? So. I ended up going back out. I got pretty much done what I wanted to, but I still got about, I don't know, another 20 bags of this stuff that I got to get rid of. Um, but let me say, let me say, let me get into something uh, on a bit of good news that finally there is peace in the Rigas household between the feline members that live there. Ah, when we last left off, yes. there was a there was some so a sex change. If well, not a sex. The change emperor, emperor Mung, emperor Mung. Yeah, well, it was. We were a little confused on that, <laughs> and I don't, uh, I don't know what rowdy where he is now. But yeah, he just come back from the doctors, and uh, he'd had his uh, he'd had his testicles removed and the poor guy was you know you can only imagine here you are you're probably still half under an anesthetic he's got this cone on his head <laughs> to keep him from licking those he's got that on his head he comes home and the one the one thing in his life that it, that gives him a reason for living is the emperor Mung, who now has joined ms-13 and he's saying, hey, punk, you got your dirt in my hole, get your dirt out of my hole. I mean, he has no, completely blindsided by all this. And nobody, and I appreciate all the viewers and or listeners that had different ideas as to what caused this, you know, having come from the vet. We discussed it again last night. I had uh, Hannah, my oldest daughter, was over, and, uh, and Coco, and we all discussed it one more time. And we, we, we come up with the idea that it has to be the 
smell, that there was something about his... We had some his, great uh, feedback from, from yeah, the viewers out exactly. there that, that referenced that and said it was probably the, the difference in the smells at the vet, that in a Two gang, things. gang of punk cats at the vet. Well, exactly. Keep in mind, <clears throat> there's all. think of all the odors that are vet, <clears throat> at a vet. First of all, Emperor Mung has been there, and he probably doesn't really think very highly of the veterinarian's office, so now it's coming to his house. But you've also got, you know, dogs coming in and out of there, so there's dog smells that who knows how that, you know, when you're wrapped in, when I say wrapped, but that all the molecules that are floating around in the air, the medicines and all this stuff, <clears throat> I'm almost positive that's what it has to be. And then uh, Hannah told me last night, which I didn't realize this, that cats, <clears throat> you know, the one thing we always think about cats is they got great eyes, they can see in the dark. Well, they can see in the dark, but their eyesight really isn't all that good compared to humans. We actually have better eyesight than cats, although we can't see at night. According to her now, I'm not, I didn't look well, any of this stuff up. she's been working with cats for quite some time yeah, now. Yeah, uh, that's true. She, she does. The, she the breeder the around a cat. Where both these cats came from, a breeder over in Great Falls, and that must have been where she, she learned this. But So smell is very critical. <clears throat> and to give you an idea, and anybody can do this, how many times have you been someplace and all of a sudden, uh, now this is, has more to do with our sense of memory, but our sense of smell has really fallen off over the, you know, over the evolution of our species. I mean, years and years ago, I mean, thousands and thousands of years ago, humans probably had a pretty good sense of smell, but for whatever reason, it's tapered off. But the thing I've always noticed is that every so often, I'll be hit with an odor and most of the time, it's driving down the road. I'll give you a classic example. Years ago, I had a piece of property outside of Leesburg, Virginia on the river, and I was driving down there on Route 7. I had the windows down, and I'm driving along, and it's exactly at noon. And I forget what radio station I was listening to, but whatever one. It might have been WMAL, because I think they play the national anthem at noon, don't they? I think they? WMZQ does. Okay, it was MZQ. Whoever it was, they were. And it came on. Now, you got to remember, this is in the dead of summer. The highway crews are out and they're mowing the, mowing. the, mowing the median. And all of a sudden, you know, I'm smelling this grass, fresh cut grass and national anthem. And all of a sudden, I start getting goosebumps. Game day? Yes. It has to be what it was. The odor of that grass with that song, it was, that was a. Two, that was a two-timer. In other words, I, not only was it the smell of the grass, but also the, the, the music put together a whole scenario for me. <clears throat> and so many times, and it hadn't happened of late, years ago I was on the eastern shore and I'm driving down the road and, you know, there's more farming areas over in that area, probably over down south as well. But in, in that area, I happened to be going, you know, like over like towards Rehoboth, uh, Delaware, and I'm driving along, and all of a sudden, got the windows down. I love to drive with the windows down just for this reason. And all of a sudden, there's this bouquet coming through the window. And I mean, I knew that somebody had alfalfa on the ground, and they were baling hay. It, it, that's another one of those smells, as many times I, I grew up with it out there in Kansas. Or corn after a rain. Corn that's already tasseled, and after a rain, you drive right. by a cornfield, you'll know it immediately. And I can actually tell you, driving, you know, when I smell a hay field, I don't know if I can tell the difference between... Uh, prairie hay or brome hay, I don't know, but I can definitely tell the difference between prairie hay and alfalfa. So my point being is the smell is so critical. I mean, even with our own memories, you can see how it plays. But with a cat, I guess I'm thinking that that is one of their 
priority, you know, in other words, their identification, method of identification. So I'm guessing over time and then familiarity, seeing the same cat and, you know, after about 100 sniffs of, of Rowdy's rear end, <laughs> you got to get that. <laughs> then all of a sudden, the emperor started piecing it together. Uh, and he's going, I think I know you. I, we've met, haven't we? Where have we? And poor Rowdy's like, yeah, man. Yeah, it's me, Rowdy. I miss you. I miss you, So man. anyway, uh, well, we've, think, we've got a little video I, I, I here. Huh? Got a little, we got a little video a little here. And you, you, I had one. Some now, play by play. Yeah, and my, my, my lovely wife, and I hate to say it, I, you know, it's like anything else. You hate it when your wife is right. <laughs> Because she's yeah, always she's always it. deriding me. <laughs> you're used to it. <laughs> yeah, I am. I'm beat down, but it, but she's always deriding me because I don't know how to run my ca you know the cell phone camera, and I'm thinking oh, I take better pictures than that. But then this morning, I'm looking. Last night there was a video of these two, and they were in the bedroom, and they were just. It looked like WWE basically. Whoa. They were wrestling and doing all this stuff. <laughs> And I thought I had the video, and this morning I see it, well, I got a picture, but it was the still, I don't think I'd started it, so somehow it started out with my lower extremities, and I'm going, uh, so I erased it. And then I realized, I think I just screwed up. But we still got an We're interesting video. We're going to let the audience decide yeah, exactly. on uh, your... Oh, this is, this will melt your heart. Spielberg. You yeah. Okay. Uh, okay, so right here you see that the Love Fest is back on, and... Actually, you can see the emperor is a little bit more interested in, in getting his needs met, but now he, you know, he's going to meet Rowdy halfway. But interesting now, and this is where I left him this morning when I came over here. This is exactly where they were. That's where they, you know, at the foot of our bed, my my wife and I's bed, and you can see that uh, they obviously they're. They're back in love, so oh, that's, everything's oh, oh, happy in, in the Riggins household. I got to tell you, it was stressful for us to see, you know, really, and it's kind of where uh, Prince, that's the big cat's name, the older cat, he, for me and, and for, uh, for Coco and, and for Lisa Marie, he was just such a little pill. When <laughs> we, I mean, he blew his tail up. You know the size. You know the size of a can of motor oil, which you never see anymore because they're all in plastic jugs. But I mean, his tail got this big around, and he hunched his back and the hair on the back. And then it made Rowdy. Yeah, and it made Rowdy. He'd kind of try to turn sideways, make himself look bigger. Just, but he really just wanted to be friends. But this went on for a good week, and slowly but surely, then you know Prince would tolerate Rowdy being in his presence to get him deprogrammed de off and get him out of the game. And then, like I said, after the hundred. Sniff of the rear end. It was like, hey, I got it. I got you. I know where we met. Oh hell, we're good friends, ain't we? Well, you Sorry, my apology. Yeah, yeah. We used to get along. We used to get along swimmingly. Now we we actually, uh, you are the hardest working man I know. And, 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 and given your age and your, your your, let's just go with your line of work. <laughs> well, let's start off with this when, and I realized this a long time ago, and I tell this to people that I am a blue-collar guy uh, and I, there, because I can't see myself in the corner office. I'm not an indoors guy. I don't, that's part of the reason, I suppose, maybe, although baseball would have been a better move, golf maybe even better, had, you know, if you're thinking in the world of sports, wanting to be outside. Actually, golf for sure is a better alternative. Yes. Better alternative nice, by far. Nice little walk. Uh, but yeah, I've, I, and you know, and actually it would have ruined me as a player, had I ended up in a team at the team that played in a dome, right. it's like, and one we used to play in the domes yeah. is like artificial who concrete. Cares? It's oh. 
and the turf and all that stuff that goes with it is just unacceptable. But yeah, I'm I, you know that's who I am. I'm an outdoor guy, and I've always kind of having grown up not on the farm, but having my dad had some property where we had to work on a farm, and then growing up with the farmers around Centralia helping them put up hay or whatever help that they needed. You know, you kind of see yourself as didn't ever really learn the nuances of you know of actually growing crops and all that stuff. But you know, I plow disc and all that stuff now you want you want me to put seed in the ground you want to be careful with that don't don't give me a plant or anything <laughs> i could mess stuff up pretty quickly but yeah that's that that's who i've always been and even to this day i mean i would rather go out certainly i used to but nowadays i'm starting to think that corner office might not be a bad place to be well maybe hire you know but small uh staff huh? to help, a small staff to help you around because you've got a pretty but good size piece of property there well let me tell you something about that though i just can't pay those kind of wages <laughs> it just it irks me i, I used to put up hay for a dollar an hour and when I hear fifteen, but I got to admit that was what almost you know sixty-five or you know not sixty-five, fifty-five years ago, when I was a teenager or whatever, you know, for a dollar an hour. And if you got, I think by the end of it, maybe we we're making a buck and a quarter, but there wasn't everybody would pay it. They go, hey, last time you worked there, we get you got a dollar an hour. That's what I'm paying a dollar an hour. You're not getting no dollar and a quarter. So how long how long have you been in this this new house with this? Ten really years. No, it, ten years. Mm -hmm. Okay, I ten can honestly say. I don't recall a single time where you have given others the opportunity to come and do some handiwork, some yard work. No, I did. Where, I did one there, time. No, no, you've been satisfied with the there, performance. There, with the performance. That was it. I had some people over here last year and had them <laughs> sow some seed for me, and I was not. When I saw, I think I, I think I told you this. When I saw the guy out there pushing the the, the, the broadcast, you know, with the seed, and Looking he's doing this, walking. <laughs> Looking at some video, I'm, saying, I'm going, uh, this ain't working out for me. I mean, you know, I let him finish, but I'm going, you out. That ain't never happening again. I should have. I look back on it now, and I should have went out there and said, put the phone away. Do you know, you're working here. You ain't, I don't know where you are, but you're here. Just, I'm docking your wages. Oh, I don't know. But well, like I said, it just irks me when, and particularly nowadays, if a guy came out, now, nowadays I'm, I'm at the point where it, it's, it, it's crazy. But I, you know, twenty dollars an hour to go do what I'm doing. I guess I'd pay somebody twenty dollars an hour because ninety-nine percent of the time they come out and say, "Okay, what do you want me to do?" Da, da, da. Okay, that'll be like three hundred dollars. Well, you know, if you're not hundred percent sure how long it's going to take, you do the math, and all of a sudden they're making like fifty, sixty dollars an hour. Now I've got a carpenter that, that's worked at my house, and this guy is the real deal. I mean. I think he can make furniture if he really wanted to. In fact, he made my benches downstairs in the shop. This guy, and he charges $50 an hour, okay? I had some people out there that were digging in the grass, and by the time you added up how, how long they were there, when I say digging in the grass, it was a, what do you call it, a uh, sprinkler crew mm. for your lawn, uh, uh, irrigation system. Uh -huh. These guys were digging holes for $70 an hour when I added it up when I got the bill. So that kind of stuff just irks me when you get, and that's kind of the way it is, you know, that people are really, when it comes to this type of work, it's very expensive for whatever reason, if you want. So I just refuse to pay that, and that's why I end up doing it. But more than anything, if I pay it and you don't get what you want, that really gets frustrating. Well, we are Or what you thought the, you were going to uh, get. I mean, by far and away, we are in a very wealthy area. The number one 
in the entire country in these jurisdictions well, got where Fairfax we live, and, and there's not a ton of blue collar, which is a great shortage in a lot of trades mm -hmm. and industries. Must be. So supply and demand. So they're getting they're getting those wages all day long. Yeah. Your daughter Coco put together a really cool video. I, to thought, me. I thought you had seen this. So so well, let's as one of Wolf used to say, let's go to the videotape. Okay. So, John, what the hell was going on in that video? What were you doing? Okay. Ten years ago, we were talking about how long I've been in this property. I planted 121 emerald green armor vitaes, right? I planted 80-some of them all by myself. When I say all by myself, I did have a bobcat, and I was able to drop them in, dig the hole, and all that stuff with a bobcat. But I pretty much put 80-some of those. I had help on 40 of them, so I had two loads I did by myself. Well, all of a sudden now, after ten years, we've had trouble with them. But I've noticed that in different areas of the property, these trees have blown over. Well, what happened right here, the end tree between my neighbor and I, the, the, the bigger trees, there's some other smaller trees that go, that connect there and go on. This thing blew completely over on, you know, on, on my neighbor's property. And, and so the part you don't notice that you can see at the very top, you'll see there's kind of a line across there. That's a rope. Right. And I had, I tied it to the actual tree and then I backed, because it was about 50 foot of rope, and I put a couple of loops. I, I, in the beginning, I couldn't get it up. I was like, I did. And I had it wrapped around my back and, you know, and between my legs and trying to back it out. And I mean, it, it just wasn't, it wouldn't come up. Finally, I tied a couple of loops on the end of the rope, and I was able to get enough leverage that I was able to horse it back up into a vertical position. Other than that, other, I could have went and got the truck and got a longer rope, and I'm going, I was trying to cut a corner, because I'd already had to do it once. This is the second time that tree blew down, and I had it staked once, but the dead man I used was only 15 inches long, and I, and I thought would hold it, but it didn't. So I went and got a 30-incher, and that's what I'm doing right here. You see, it, it kind of looks like I'm you know, changing a semi-tire. <laughs> I'm you know, torquing off the lug nut, but actually, uh, that's a breakover bar that I pulled out of my uh, my tool chest because the eye of the dead man is only so big around, and so that's what I was screwed into the ground. And you saw earlier, I had a bar there, a, a, and I was busting up. There was like I hit rock about six inches down, sand, gravel, oil. Oh God, I'm telling you, it was like, and then it's like that property. Everything you do there. There is, it's like, you know, being at, at the Olympics in the, uh, in, in, in the gymnastic events where there's a degree of difficulty. Everything. Todd, you can't do anything at this property where there's not a degree of difficulty. If it isn't, you're hitting rocks in the yard. You're in the back, you're on like, you know, a night, almost like an 85 degree angle where you can't hardly stand up without tumbling down a hill. It's just like, I've never seen anything like it. Then you throw in the humidity and the, you know, there's no breeze there's there. There's going on back there. It's so, and that's beautiful. what I say. It's beautiful. With beauty, yeah. with beauty comes <laughs> challenges. But that's when I say when I kind of got into that, you know, where you're kind of, where, eh, maybe that corner office wasn't such a bad idea. You said idea. you were torquing? Yeah, well, you know, when you're torquing stuff. I mean, stuff. some people torque, but you actually yeah. torque? Torque, yeah. Okay. Torque wrench. Torque. You right. twist. Torque. Right. It's a physics right. term, I believe. <laughs> Foot pounds. 
yes. pound feet, Newtons, Newton something, <laughs> I don't know what it is. Uh, but anyway, that's what I was doing. I finally got it down. Now we'll see. I wasn't, I mean, it got to the point where it was almost impossible for me to get it because I think I hit rock again, so I had to stop. But I got most of it into the ground that, like I said, 30-incher, and I'm thinking, man, if it pulls this stuff out, I'm just going to let the tree die to hell with it. I, it. Because this is the second time. Then there was another tree down the corner that had blown over into the yard, and I had to do the same thing with it, and I got to come along, which is basically, you know, a, a mechanical advantage, you know, where you, you and it's ratcheted, so right. you can just keep pulling something together. And I got it up to a point, and then I was able to pull it up, but I didn't, and I... The, the root ball and it was so small, I think the thing's gone, so I just leaned it up against the next tree. I'll deal with it later, because there was no, then I was going to have to stake it in four different directions, and I'm going, like you say, I don't think the squeeze is, or the juice is worth the squeeze, so I was going to have to slide on that one. But. <laughs> so, so when you, when you yeah. called me, yes, I checked in with you, you know, we had some business to do, and you, you were huffing and puffing, I was like, you already know, you're telling me how whipped you were, and and they said, the word, they said you know, if a 120-pound guy came up and, and then you said, I'm backing up my car and I almost hit a biker. My first instinct was, wow, there's like Hell's Angel division over in Cabin John, Potomac, maybe? And, yeah, and they Rico, come down, they Rico, terrorize, they terrorize right, the park. Rango's breaking bad or whatever. <laughs> a biker, yeah. Well, to me, there's two kinds of bikers. <laughs> You know, they're the kind that wear the speedos, and uh, you know, and then you got the kind that wear black leather jackets. You were the, the this guy did not have a black leather jacket. On. <laughs> I felt terrible because I'm backing my car up there, right on the you know on the road I'm on, because I was I was having to yank one of these dead trees out. This is actually a green giant that wasn't so green, pretty much a brown giant. But anyway, I, I was backing my my truck up so I could get to the chain that I had out on the road. And I'm backing up, and I'm backing them all out here. And, hey, whoa, whoa, whoa! And I hear, and I look in a in a rearview mirror finally, and I can. So this this guy was up on my property, you know, basically right there beside the road. I'd backed him into there, but like I said, my, you know, I got a stiff neck on top of this because, you know, so I can't really turn around and you know see. This is spandex sure. bike. So or... if you're in my blind spot, because I just use my mirrors, if you're in my blind spot, you, all you're going to get out of me is, hey, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And that's what spandex biker, not leather jacket biker. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was wearing speed uh, spandex. <laughs> And when he went by, I said, hey, man, I'm sorry. Said, That's all right. But I don't think, I think he was waiting to see what kind of attitude I had. Because I think you, down deep, you, he was kind of like. You get what you give. Yeah. So, yeah, that was a little tense yesterday. But uh, everything worked out. It's, it, well, you know what? It's going to rain. It's going to rain really hard here, supposedly, like it the is? next day and a half. Well, that's going to set me back because I've been mowing my lawn like it's going out of style. I think I mowed it in the last week. I think I've mowed it at least three times. I know in the last 10 days I've Are mowed it four times. Because I thought you were losing ground. Uh, with, but with rain, and you, you can't go out and mow, it's going to grow again. And I got it, then. Then I got to cut it at the same setting till I can get back out and wait a couple of days, and then go back and take it down because I got to get it lower to, to plant this grass seed, you know. Right, right. And that 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 gets me into a whole other thing. I got another little predicament here, where I ordered some grass seed, Todd, about ten days ago, and I, the grass seed shows up, and I thought, okay, great, the grass seed's here, and it looks like you know it's a shoebox. It looks like a shoebox. I don't think anything about it. I pick it up, and I'm going, I ordered ten pounds of seed. This is awful light. So I go and I got scales in the house there. I went, wait, sure enough, five pounds. And I don't think it, so I send off an email and said, hey, man, you, you shorted me five pounds of grass seed. And I get back a photograph of the shipping label that was sent. And it says there were two, there were two bags of seed in that box, two five-pound bags of seed in that box. 
and the label shows, you know, it's a, it's a UPS and it shows 12 pounds. And the, the shipping label. And I'm sitting here going, there's one box and there's one bag of seed. And on top of this, you couldn't get, this is the proverbial 10 pounds of seed in a five pound box. You couldn't get 10 pounds. You probably get, you couldn't get another two pounds of seed in this box. So I take a picture of the box with a, with a ruler so you can see it. it, it the, and, I, and I gave the dimensions. The, the box was 12 inches long, seven and a half inches deep, and, and five, five inches wide, right? That's how big it is. So you physically cannot put 10 pounds of seed in that small of a box. So when I sent this, when, 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 like I said, I sent this, got this letter back, or I got this email back saying that there were two five pound, and, I'm thinking, and here's a shipping label to prove it. And I'm thinking to myself, I'm, how would you go on the fact that you've got a label that says, it doesn't say anything, it doesn't tell you anything. It's just like, well, this is what they put on it. And I said, more than likely what happened <clears throat> is you got the label switched. Somebody got 10 pounds of seed that ordered five pounds, Ooh. and somebody got five pounds of seed that ordered 10 so pounds. So it's not like you got grass seed jacked per se, like somebody took one of the bags out of your box. No. When they were putting this together, they, they were putting orders together. They took the label that was supposed to be on my box and put it on somebody or put it on somebody else's box. Ten pound box, box got a five pound. Exactly. That's what I'm guessing. But my point is, is this guy it was like, Whoa, you're coming off awful strong. I mean and I'm thinking to myself, I said, you know, I really don't mind you calling me a liar. <laughs> For the most part, because grassy. you don't know me, and you know maybe. But I finally, when I sent him this, and then all of a sudden I got an email back, and he semi-apologized. Well, he did apologize, and said, "I'll get back to you later today." That was on Monday. I still haven't heard from this guy. So, and he said, "But I'll take care of it. I'm going to make it right." And I'm thinking, time is of the essence right now. You know, this grass seed probably should have been planted a week ago. So I'm still waiting on it. But I'm in the transition zone, so I'm thinking, well. It'll stay warmer here a little bit longer, give the, 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 grass a the grass a chance to grow before the really cold weather hits. But yeah, I'm, I'm kind of in that no man's land, and I had to tell the guy, I said, well, look, I'm just going to get a hold of Visa and tell them, you know, I'm going to, what do you call it, dispute the charge here because you only sent me half the seed, and I'll get it back that way. Well, speaking of transition, <clears throat> and a great one by you because this Washington football team, it is Transition Sunday. This is a big deal for them. Week three of the NFL season, you, you got to keep an eye on your grass. You got to, you got to make all this stuff. You got to have the preparation right to get it ready for, for next year, right? That's correct. So with Washington heading to Buffalo, and let's face it, it was a very lucky win. They got the W. Doesn't matter when you look back and say, oh, how they win. A W is a W. And uh, so now they're facing a tough Buffalo team up in Buffalo that just smacked the living crap out of the Miami Dolphins. And they were pissed off after losing uh, week Pittsburgh. one to Pittsburgh yeah. and took it out on the Dolphins and blasted them 35 to nothing. Um, so Washington's got a tall order, their first road game. And uh, what do you think the Vegas Lion is? What do you think the boys in Vegas? Already know. Ooh, you cheated. I, I asked. <laughs> Hannah was over last night for dinner. Not that she would know what the line was. <laughs> Hannah got a little Her boyfriend, action. Zach, knew what the line was. I think he said eight and a half. Uh, it started out at nine and a half, and it is now nine. 
and uh, that's so, a that's a that's a sizable. He number. said that he said it's the second largest spread next to whoever's playing the Jets. Yeah, usually you know, the Jets. You, and the, you find the Jets, the Jets and, that's the largest spread. Jets in Jacksonville. So uh, yeah, the Jets are ten and a half. Denver Denver favored by ten and a half against the Jets. Uh, let's see what Jacksonville is. Jacksonville is uh, Jacksonville is just yeah. They're they're, they're definitely are doing hard knocks down there. Uh, I don't see where is Jacksonville. We'll find it. On you. We'll have it for you by next show. Yeah. Um, uh, anyway, you know it's kind of interesting in a way. I mean, in my mind, you're right 100. percent When you get a win, it's a win, and you move forward. But also. Wins like that kind of leave a haunting in the back of your mind. And I believe somebody said this week that, you know, they're going to find out how good they are now because they're going to play. That was Coach Rivera. Is that who it was? He said it in his press conference. But I'm thinking to myself now, I don't want to contradict the coach, but I've already got an idea of how, and I wouldn't say good, I would use the other adjective, the opposite adjective, how bad. I mean... You know, it's hard to say, and anything can happen, transition during a season. Once again, I, I see a lot of stuff going on that would, would make me think that this wasn't planned. Certainly, Fitzpatrick getting hurt was not planned, but in a way, it's turned out to be somewhat serendipitous, hasn't it? Yeah. I mean, I honestly believe that that they fare better with Heineke than they would have with with, with which happens in football. I mean, if you go all the way back to 1982, I wasn't the starting running back. Joe Washington got hurt, and that season of the Super Bowl developed just by accident to a certain extent because that wasn't the way the plans were going in. So, but I always get a little when you're right for the wrong reason. I'm thinking, eh, I don't know about this. You mm-hmm. know, where you're kind of mm-hmm. backing into stuff, but. You know, what's, what seems to me is, and I'm, I don't know if there's a good football team or a bad football team, or, and I think more than likely there's someplace in the middle. Mm-hmm. I don't think that, you certainly haven't seen the improvement that you would hope to have seen. And you can give the offense a pass, but yet at the same time, when you look at the Thursday night game, you'd have to say the offense might have been the actual highlight of the team. The really disappointing, oh, the disappointing part is clearly on the defense. And, you know, what's going on over there? I think there's a couple of things. One, I think that they were overrated, and that's based on a lot. It's based on four first-round draft picks and another, and your middle linebacker, another first. In other words, basically, you're putting together a team of all first-round draft picks on paper, and not all first-round draft picks can play. Right. There's a lot of Joe Jacobys, not a lot, but there are a few Joe Jacobys, Hall of Fame type guys that aren't ever drafted. They're walk-on, so to speak. So you can't put too much faith in that. But, you know, if you think of two from Alabama, one from Ohio State, and then you got, of course, Mississippi State with, with uh, Sweat. Montez Sweat. You know, that's, that's a lot of publicity you got there because they're all pretty much high first-round draft picks, high to middle. They're not, none of these guys are at the end of the draft, I they're don't believe. They're main guys. Yeah, and, and, and I'm not dumping it on them, but something is amiss. I'm not, I don't yeah. know what it is. Yeah. They, they've, got, they've got a lot of work to do. And it would seem that right now that the offense is the strength of the team. And who would believe Shockingly. that? Who would believe that after you know two games that you would be looking and thinking that and what Heineke has been able to do? And I think, and I don't know about this, but I got a feeling, based on what you hear people say, that maybe all along, not unlike last year, because they, you know, whatever the mandate is, because we can't, Taylor Heineke, 
He had one flash in the pan last year against the eventual Super Bowl champions, but that that's that pales in comparison to all the campaign ribbons that Fitzmagic has. So we're going to have to play Fitzmagic because we brought him in here. He's got to be our quarterback. But it makes you wonder if what they see on the field counts because wouldn't, wouldn't they have seen that Heineke – I mean, either that or Heineke is the worst practice player you've ever seen. He doesn't know how to practice <laughs> right. because when you put him in a game, the guy pretty much performs. Right. And, uh, you know, so it's kind of like you kind of go, what's going on with with this team? So I think to a certain extent, you know, I, I don't know if you want to say, you know, you're, you're, what the measure you're going to find. I guess it gets down to, and it'll be the same type of deal. If this team plays extremely well on all phases of the game on Sunday, and they go up to Buffalo and they play them right down to the wire and lose, it'll be this. You know, if they pull a, you know, if they pull the same thing basically that New York did to them on Thursday night, mm-hmm. they actually could have won the game, but they. You, Psychologically, that I don't know if you get a bounce out of that thing. And well, we played the Buffalo Bills pretty tough, but then again, it was a loss. You know, the I will say this: a win in Buffalo would do wonders for this team. Huge. Their confidence, you know, and they play well once again if they can do that. But I'm not so sure. I mean, this defense really, I would think, has to step it up a lot. And I don't know if they can. You know, it's almost like you know becoming an electric car where you go to from zero to 60 in two, 2.5 mm-hmm. seconds. I don't know if they have that capability or if they've got to keep playing game after game, but from what I've seen so far, I, I would think that, once again, you're looking at a team very similar to last year. Somewhere mm-hmm. that's going to be, what, 7 and uh, no, 7 and, seven and what, 10? Or no, uh, eight, I mean 8, eight, eight nine. 9 or 9 and 8. Yeah, it's going to take a while to get used to 17 games. Exactly, that's what I was having. This is huge. The math wasn't coming to me. <laughs> The math wasn't coming to him. I've been talking too much. But, yeah, I just – and then, you know, you've got – and I don't know. Did you hear anything about – did they bring any kickers in this week? Yeah, they did work out. They uh, they did work out a kicker or two. I figured they probably had to. Yeah. Because right now I would guess that, uh, that Mr. Hopkins is on notice. Yeah, I mean, right clearly, so. clearly that first kick, I mean, if they don't get the benefit of a guy jumping off sides, unless you're going to tell me that the guy jumping off sides caused him a distraction that, that missed, made him miss mm-hmm. the kick, mm-hmm. I don't think that happened, though. Yeah. I think it was yeah. just a miss well, was a he's, miss. He's, and basically what you said, he goes from missing what, wide right to almost shanking mm-hmm. it all the way to the left. Yeah, well, he... He he cut it. He cut it right back in. I thought I thought he might overcorrect, as a lot of people did, but he did not. But it wasn't in by much stone along that same right okay. side. So, uh, yeah, Mr. Hopkins is clearly on notice. I mean, he yeah. he has missed a variety of and, kicks and he and he's a key part of all this stuff because I think these are the kind of games that they're going to play a lot of. I right. think they'll play if they're fortunate. They'll be in these games late in this, late in the game, and then I think that Hopkins is going to be called upon. And plus, during the course of the game, actually putting points on the board. I think that that's a key spot for him. Well, Buffalo, uh, it, it is. I mean, they are uh, in the latest power rankings between ESPN and CBS Sports. Uh, they're still um, it, after beating up Miami. You know, it was a surprising loss. Okay, like number three, three? Number four, six. Number, number six. six. And the Washington football team dropped, and they're down to 21, so the lower third. So, Where are the I, Giants? Do you have it there in uh, front of The you? Giants are uh, beyond... The uh, Washington football team, the Giants. Oh, they would have to be, uh, but I wonder how far you drop. They're twenty seventh. They're twenty seventh. When, you, when you're as incompetent as they were on Thursday night. Oh my gosh, yes. And and, and you know, similar problems. It, it, 
that game, they were like mirror images of each other. Neither defense was good for it. They, and I, I really thought whoever had, had the ball last was going to win that game. And actually, it's kind of what you said is true. It seemed that towards in the second half, anyway, there was really no pass rush from either team. Nah. And once that happened, both quarterbacks actually looked like you know that they Solid were quarterbacks. Yeah, they exactly. Were good which it. makes you wonder. And that's the other thing about Heineke, is you know that I don't think he is maybe the most sturdiest player. And part of his game is wiggling around and finding mm-hmm. you know find, making something happen. Uh, but so you know, and so you link at longevity there, and th- there's been no comment on uh, Fitzpatrick at this point as far as his availability six further to, down the season. Six to eight weeks. Is that what they think? Yeah, six to eight weeks wow. uh, minimum. But I again, can you at, imagine having your hip thrown? You know, at thirty-eight. Out? Yeah, I mean, well, I can't even imagine what that. Actually, maybe I should try dislocating my hip, and it would take all my attention there instead of these other areas. But no, I, I just don't see how he's going to come back. But I'll give him credit. I'll be giving him a golf clap, and he will be entering the class of Alex Smith, uh, uh, the likes of Alex. Smith. Well, not quite, but my point to make a comeback, come back from a subluxation of your hip joint, I would say that that's mm. pretty impressive. Mm-hmm. I just don't see it happening. Yeah. Yeah, well, the defense, uh, it's going to be a tough task for them to get their minds right and play together against a very potent <laughs> Buffalo Bill team that lit it up last year and obviously got their groove back last weekend. So it'll well, be a fun game to watch. I would say this, that the defense has a lot in front of them, and it's all there for the taking if, they wanted, if, if they're up for it. If they play the way everybody thinks they're capable of playing, it could be an interesting game and have an interesting turnout. But it can also go the other way. If for whatever reason the Buffalo Bills get up on top of them and just start smoking them, and that, can, uh, that could really be a problem f- for the future going ahead yeah. with what's going on there. Because I, there, then you never know, this is what it gets back to Coach Revere, because he's the one who's going to have to handle it. There could be start the bickering and all the stuff where people are... A lot of finger to, point now, right? Exactly. So there, people are it's looking not there at Del Rio, and it's, uh, you know, so, so far, you know, it's, it's out there. Yeah. It's out there because of the preseason hype, but everybody, and it's, I, I'm, I'm fascinated by this because you and I have talked a lot about this, and you didn't see it last year. I'm sorry, those numbers, they, they were stats. You can have your data analytics, but your eyes weren't lying to you. They could not stop people on third downs. They were one of the worst in the league. Right. Critical times in ball games, they could not stop even. You finished seven and nine, okay? So they're starting that to, tells the, you the national, uh, the national correspondents. Everybody's looking at them now, going, "Wait a second, we all led with out, out here with our chin that this was maybe the number one defense in the league." And so that's, that's what why I'm saying. You, that's why you play the games, right? Uh, if the if the Buffalo Bills, you know, devastates this defense, it could actually have a tremendous impact on the rest of the season. Yep. That's what I'm thinking, and it's going to have an impact on me, Rigo. <laughs>